The Merchant Somewhere down the beaten path, between the crossroads and far, far away, lied a strange man in a dark duster and an abnormally large backpack. He was a tall man, gaunt, but he brought a strange air about him. He did not sell or trade oddities of a typical traveling salesman. He sold solutions. He kept an assortment of trinkets and baubles that he nestled into the confines of each pocket of his elongated jacket. Each item shined with a strange allure that any passerby would be halted in their tracks if they were to just peer into them for just a moment. But the merchant didn't sell his vast inventory for meager coin or banknotes. No, those currencies were lost to time and held no real value to a man of his taste. This merchant was different from the common trader. He traded his goods for favors. The more interesting the item, the bigger the favor he'd ask from each passerby. That is until the merchant met his match, his walking jackpot of a customer. A broken man with nothing to his name than just that. His name. Horace Finkel. Horace was a burly man, age 30. And after terrible event after terrible event, Horace's bad decisions cascaded throughout his life to leave him undoubtedly damaged and ultimately alone. He was a mere actor in the merchant's grand play. A pawn turned to king on a chessboard where both players were apprehended by a moral law. A law enforced by a cosmic power that even an expert tactician could never predict. This law, this law would land a lesser man into a holding cell for an indefinite amount of time. Somewhere down the beaten path between the crossroads and far, far away. And Horace, he was that lesser man. When Horace met the merchant, it was at a fork in the road. The merchant leaned against a crude signpost with two arrows pointing in obscure directions. Etched into the old wooden boards of the sign read to and from welcome to my store the merchant said with a grizzly rasp as he revealed his cloak to the weary traveler eyeing him up and down with his sunken eyes Horace sized up the strange man squinting his eyes back at the strange fellow is there something I could interest you in? The merchant continued as he plopped his large sh sack of goods from his back and onto the cracked, beaten ground. Horace wiped the sweat from his brow and opened his dry, cracked lips. 
Yes, actually, I'm I'm in need of some water. You, you see, I don't have a lot of money and say no more, traveler. I have just the thing. The merchant interrupted while shuffling through his duster. He revealed a leather-stitched canteen with strange carvings on it. Ah, yes, craftsmanship like none you will ever encounter. The merchant smiled at Horace, knowing full well that it was exactly what the man was in need of. Horace sighed a burning sigh. Ah, no, you you don't understand. I just need some water to get by. You, you see, it's very hot, and I've been traveling for a while now, and I don't need a canister. I, I need water. I need water right now. The merchant cocked his wrinkled head at the broken man. Oh, sir, you never let me finish. This canister here has an unlimited supply of water. You will never go thirsty again. And as for the price, I'm sure we could work out some sort of deal. Horace laughed at the merchant's unrelenting salesmanship. Kind merchant. What do you expect me to give to you? This shirt off my back? I've told you, I have nothing. I have nothing to haggle for. I'm simply asking for an act of hospitality. The merchant stroked his gray stubble protruding from his leathery skin. Hmm, yes. Well, you're in luck. You can pay me through a favor. Horace strangely looked at the frail salesman. Was this some sort of trap or a bargain? This deal of his, there was something uncanny about it. Um, what sort of favor? Horace questioned. Well, I'm happy you asked, Traveler. All I need you is to Pick the most beautiful flower from the forest and return that to me. The merchant said with great conviction. That's it, said Horace. That's it, said the merchant. Well, certainly there must be some sort of clause, some sort of fine print. This is too strange of a request. Horace said with a chill down his skin. The merchant looked Horace straight into his dying eyes. Ah, not much stranger than having all the water you'd ever need. If you don't believe me, here, take a swig. It's on the house. The merchant extended the flask out to the weary traveler with warm delight. Horace reluctantly reached out with his shaky arm, grabbed the canister, brought it to his lips, and drank from it. It was a miracle. The merchant was right. With each gulp, Horace never felt the canister become any lighter. The canister continued to stay filled to the brim as the water replenished with every gulp. Immediately, Horace took a step back. Uh, 
by God, it's true. The, the water, it, it never runs out. The merchant's sunken eyes began to bulge with delight. Yes, sir. So, how about this favor? The most beautiful flower in all the land for this magnificent bottle that will keep your thirst quenched until the end of time. Horace couldn't believe it. Energy surged through him. His doubts quickly turned to invigorating certainty. Uh, Mr. Merchant, you have yourself a deal, Horace said as he felt a breeze of energy for once in his life. Great! I'm happy we've come to some common ground. Now fetch me that flower and the canister is all yours, the merchant said as he waved his new customer off. Horace, filled with newfound excitement, rushed down to discover the most beautiful flower in all the land. Days passed by, and Horace's simple quest became more difficult than he initially thought. However, after some searching, he did discover a brightly colored rose and a bushel of thorns. This was, without a doubt, the most beautiful flower in all the land. It was the extremely rare rain rose. The rain rose shifted colors from red to orange to green to blue to indigo and then to violet. And the glow it gave off, simply immaculate. Now, this rose was rare for a reason. The thorns that protected it were infamous. Horace felt like he was staring at a pearl placed in the center of a bear trap. These weren't just normal thorns. They were deadly. It didn't take a well-learned botanist to identify that these bladed bushels were poisonous. Locals called them the green razors. A thorny bush that was more akin to a finely sharpened saw than a plant. Horace wasn't the sharpest of wit, but he was no fool. He certainly wouldn't survive plunging his hand into the, into the saw-like thorns. And if the pain didn't kill him, the poisonous glands that seeped from each and every thorn would make short work of any man. But Horace refused to give up. The merchant's deal was just too good to pass up. He had to find a way to grab the rain rose. But how? He had to think of a plan. Maybe he could bring the merchant back here and show him the rose. That certainly ought to do the trick and uphold his side of the bargain. Horace turned around and took the long trek back to the signpost, hoping that the trader would still be there waiting for him. After quite some time walking the lonesome path, Horace saw the cloaked salesman in the clearing. He seemed more sickly than before and gave off a putrid smell. It was almost as if the merchant hadn't moved at all since their last encounter, but nevertheless, 
Horace approached the strange salesman. Something you need, traveler? The merchant bowed to Horace. Um, yes, actually. That flower you wanted, it's covered in these thorns. They're, they're called green razors, and I... The merchant smiled with delight at Horace's words of defeat, finishing his sentence before he could even complete it. And I have just the thing, the merchant said while smiling a rotten, toothy grin. Do you? Horace questioned. Yes, traveler. You need these special gloves. He pulled iron-clad fabric from his pocket. These gloves are refined to withstand the strongest elements. Some say they were crafted by the greatest blacksmith in all the land. And not only that, he continued. They'll make your fists stronger than an ox. You'll be able to complete feats of strength with the greatest of ease. The mad merchant tucked the fabric back into his pocket while closing his pitch. Of course I could offer you these gloves for another favor. Well, I do need those gloves, Horace sighed. Even his sigh felt painful. The days without water brought him pain even as he spoke. Horace's breath began to burn as it reached his throat. Hey, listen, good merchant. I just want water and some food. All that other stuff, I, I don't know. A saddened grimace stretched across the merchant's face. But traveler... I can promise you it will be well worth it. Not only will your thirst be quenched, but you will be well fed for the rest of your life. I have something here that can give you power beyond your wildest imagination. Horace began to lose his patience as the heat and exhaustion were not doing this broken man any favors. What do you need for the gloves? I want you to pledge your servitude to me. After all, once you become so powerful, without a doubt, you will. I wish to be protected. I want immunity from your greatness. I want immunity from your strength. The merchant's eyes glimmered as he spoke. That's all good, merchant. Please offer me those gloves. Very well. Here they are. Horace clutched the fabric in his hands and slipped them on and continued on his journey back to the flower he originally set out for. But the heat was taxing. The gloves, although made him feel powerful, equally made Horace feel hotter and more dehydrated with each and every step he took. Soon, his journey back became sluggish, and Horace found himself collapsed. And then, 
darkness. Horace opened up his eyes to a shadowy haze. He was at the merchant's feet. Poor traveler, are you unable to trade? The merchant clicked his tongue. All Horace witnessed was a gray blur as the rays of heat overwhelmed him. He, pu- he coughed a painful cough and he just murmured, I need water. That is what Horace attempted to say, but it just came out as dust in the heated wind. The merchant casted a shadow over the broken, sun-beaten man. I'm so very sorry. I'm so very sorry to do such business with you, traveler. I will grant you one final deal. A trade that will absolve all favors. He paused and looked down at him with pity. I will grant you eternal life. You won't need to drink. You won't need to eat. And to uphold my end of this exchange, you will still be stronger than ever. Just say the word. With every iota of his strength, Horace nodded a broken nod. Very well. Come with me, traveler. The merchant smiled a comforting smile as red essences swirled around them both. And then again, darkness. Horace awoke in a cage. No, not quite a cage, but a prison. He could not stop screaming. He felt overwhelming power but it was contained it was destructive it was painful and he was not himself every fiber of his humanity was lacking and he saw himself in the reflection of the caged glass of his captured state he was no longer a man He was nothing but cosmic energy. Glowing and screaming within a prison, the merchant made out for him. Horace peered into the glass-like prison. He saw himself, or what was left of him. He took the appearance of a red glowing wisp. This wisp ignited a sporadic flame, bucking away to leave this terrible place. Then he saw two sunken eyes. He recognized these eyes. They were yellow and bloodshot and, of course, sunken. And then Horace heard a voice. This voice, however, was unfamiliar. You see, good merchant, I'm looking for a guiding light to illuminate this horrific path during these cold nights. 
said the booming voice rattling outside Horace's cage. Then Horace heard the merchant speak back. Say no more, traveler. I have just the thing. The tradesman's voice sounded colossal, so much so that the vibrations of the two men's voices shook the container in which Horace was held captive, and it swung him back to and fro. Horace was trapped. He was no longer a broken man. He had the energy of a thousand suns, but in an act of twisted irony he could not escape. He heard the merchant's voice again. Ah, see, this lantern, this lantern right here is just what you need, good traveler. It holds immeasurable power. The merchant looked into Horace's lantern-like prison with twisted enthusiasm and then continued on his crooked pitch. And good stranger, this torch holds the one-of-a-kind red wisp. It's no mere flame, mind you, the merchant smiled as he carelessly shook the lantern in front of the customer's face as Horace was knocked back and forth inside his new horrid home. This lantern, it holds secrets to intelligence and power that will open up all secrets and not only illuminate your path, but your mind as well. He gave his customer a toothy smile and looked back into the wispy lantern. Horace saw the merchant's sunken eyes peer back into him. And at that very moment, he let out a shout of overwhelming power, yet no one could hear him. His screams only allowed his prison to glow brighter and more beautiful than ever. Huh. Well, how much? Asked the other voice. Oh, for this... For this mere lantern? Hmm, good traveler, it's free. It's free, of course, for a favor. <laughs>